I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Help Desk for Wednesday, the 27th of January. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And first up, Tess, we have Twitter doing something about uh, misinformation. Yeah, so Twitter has announced a new service called Birdwatch, which will allow users to flag tweets as misleading. The service is being rolled out to a limited number of users who have verified their accounts with a phone number, and Twitter says it's targeting influential users and fact-checkers first. On its blog, Twitter did say... uh, We know this might be messy and have problems at first, but we believe it's a model worth trying. Peter, what do you think about uh, leaving moderation or handing the moderation reins over to Twitter users? Uh, I'm in two minds. At first, I thought this was just Twitter, you know, shirking its responsibility. And I still kind of think it is that to to an extent. But then I I thought about all of the successful forums I used to be a member of uh, back in the early 2000s, and they were all kept in check by a, a moderation team of volunteers that, that kind of looked over because, you know, most most forums become too big for just a small group of moderators to, to check out. So you do really need uh, the volunteers of the community to, to step in as well. It'll be interesting to see just how much teeth these these moderators end up getting because, yeah, if you, if you just if the end game is just to, you know, throw a little, this information has not been verified like they did on Trump, then I don't know mm-hmm. whether that's that useful. Whereas being able to eventually pull down tweets and things like that would, would be useful. Yeah, I think of what you're talking about with the forums is a better sort of agreement among users that this is how we all behave and maybe this can encourage that sort of behaviour. And the... Content moderation problem is expensive and it's not going away. So I think I am supportive of trying new methods. Mm. But the thing I guess that stood out to me is the peer review process of it seems Mm. really slow. So all these participants of Birdwatch are going to be able to rate each other's notes on a piece of information um, to prevent bad faith users from gaming the system. Yeah, that seems slow and academic to me and misinformation doesn't need to be online for very long before it takes hold. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But again, I, I don't know, the, the forums that I, I was part of a moderation team of, we we would, you know, all kind of look over it every now and again. And um, yeah, but, but eventually you knew the, the accounts to keep an eye on and the ones that were just being silly and you know i i don't know i i i have faith in this idea i just want to see how it all plays out and and really it comes down to yeah how much teeth do they give this moderation panel anyway speaking of moderation facebook will let researchers study how advertising 
was targeted at users during the run-up to the 2020 election. So for the very first time, Facebook is giving researchers access to how ads were targeted to users, not just uh, information about the amount of advertising campaigns run on the site or how much was being spent. This new data set will be from August 3rd till November 3rd, 2020, and will show how advertisers targeted users based on demographics. So this feels like a bit of a risky move for Facebook to finally open up and, and show just how you know certain political organizations out there can really specifically target information at certain people and it'll be really fascinating to see you know the the one political party using very different possibly uh, very contradictory arguments in different demographic areas. So that'll be really fascinating to see. What do you reckon, Tess? Do you, do you think this is risky for Facebook or is this something that they needed to eventually do? Well, two minds here. Could be great for Facebook uh, if they can point to this and say, look how effective we are. Come on, Nike, spend more money on our <laughs> yeah. platform. Our ads really work. Uh, <laughs> could potentially, potentially piss off some uh, lawmakers now. Uh, and also the risk of shaming people who bought ads which are sort of disingenuous or false. Mm. Uh, but, you know, on that uh, on that side of things, they probably weighed up that risk ahead of buying the ads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think if you were buying an ad that was very misleading, then you probably had to assume that one day someone's going to find out. Hopefully this is, a, a, again, to your point of speed of the, of the turnaround, like it, it's all well and good to see how a political party might have misled someone uh, a couple of months after the election, but it would be really much better to see that happening in real time. Mm, Exactly. Moving on, and big tech nemesis Lena Khan is being touted as the new head of the Federal Trade Commission in the States. That's the organisation that's responsible for, among other things, antitrust legislation. If Khan is appointed, Vox Media reports we should expect to see a renewed focus on antitrust in big tech. As Vox points out in this article, uh, Khan has played a crucial role as legal counsel for the House Antitrust Subcommittee's 16-month investigation into the big tech giants and in producing that 400-page House Democrat report that alleged that all the tech giants engage in anti-competitive practices and that they need to be reined in. So uh, Khan is actually around about my age, maybe a little bit younger, and I have not broken up any monopolies, uh, <laughs> but she may, <laughs> she first made a name for herself in 2017 uh, when she penned a legal paper dubbed Amazon's Antitrust Paradox, which argued that the current definition of antitrust that relies on a bad outcome for the consumer is inappropriate when looking at tech companies. And that's because in this example, Amazon actually does provide a pretty great user experience while still driving others from the market. Yeah, and it's been a really it's it's been the sticking point for a lot of the big tech companies out there like Facebook and Google to say, look, we're giving this stuff away for free. It's not how could it be bad for the consumer? We're giving it for free and then, you know, and we're providing services that people love and it's and it is a compelling argument, but Again, it's just uh, the consolidation of power into such small hands is is what she she, she is saying we should also f- focus on. Yeah, I think it's that antitrust debate has really evolved over those last few years and I just expect that it's not going away in the next four years. Not at all. 
And moving to home, Aussie video game company Big Ant Studios has been bought by French-based Nacon for 35 million euros, which is about $54 million Aussie dollar dues. Big Ant Studios has made a name for itself, being the kind of EA sports for sports that only Australians really care about, like cricket, rugby and the AFL. The deal will see Big Ant Studios run largely independently in Australia, with Nacon providing marketing and distribution to help sell these games in markets like India for cricket or France for rugby. After two decades of pretty terrible cricket games, Ashes Cricket, released last year, was finally a decent game. So hopefully this new cash will allow AFL games to be created that don't actually suck, because we... we I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm being optimistic here as as the only country in the world that cares about AFL I don't think they'll ever get the kind of budget that something like cricket or rugby will uh, even in this studio but uh, you know I still hope yeah you never know and like you mentioned the company's been around since 2001 and I just really love these stories of people who have stuck it out Mm. for two decades to reach these kinds of milestones Yeah, absolutely. And especially considering our video game industry in this country gets very little support. And finally, this is a silly story, but I just had to mention it, that Apple has released a new fitness program called Time to Walk, available exclusively for the Apple Watch, uh, which is a bit weird, really. You have to have an Apple Watch to be able to hear these walks. Uh, You can't you know, hear them on your phone, which seems silly. I don't know. But the program features famous people talking about stuff on guided walks. That's exactly what it sounds like on the tin. I don't know how much I would be into it. It seems to be like a lot of Apple has a certain tendency when it makes creative stuff that it's all very, very positive and very believe in yourself kind of stuff. And and just looking over the, uh, the, the first run of people, uh, so there's Dolly Parton, giving uh, advice on on how to live a better life as you go for a walk. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much I, w- I will care about this or why I would listen to this over a podcast on a walk, but eh. <laughs> you- Yeah, is it going to be is it going to be just one a one-off Dolly Parton or do I get a new Dolly Parton? Uh, you just That's get, the bit I didn't understand. You only get Dolly Parton once in your life, but uh, for the next two months, there's going to be a, a new celebrity taking you on a walk every week. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> I just can't. I just don't feel like I'm going to like empathise mm. or like get it. But you know, I've been wrong before. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll take it for a walk tomorrow and I'll report back. Right, do Dolly. <laughs> I can't, I will. <laughs> and that's all we have time for on the help desk today. We will speak to you tomorrow. See you, Tess. Bye.